We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. 1 Samuel chapter 17, begin at verse number 8. The word of the Lord reads, Then he stood and cried out to the armies of Israel and said to them, Why have you come out to line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine and you, the servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. Verse number 22. And David left his supplies in the hand of the supply keepers, ran to the army and came and greeted his brothers. Then as he talked with them there, there was a champion, a Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, coming up from the armies of the Philistines and spoke according to the same words. So David heard them. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were dreadfully afraid. And so the men of Israel said, have you seen this man who has come up? Surely he has come up to defy Israel. And it shall be that the man who kills him, the king will enrich with great riches, will give him his daughter and give his father's house exemption from taxes in Israel. Verse 31, now when the words which David spoke were heard, they reported them to Saul and and Saul sent for him. And then David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. Verse 40, then he took his staff in his hand and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook and put them in the shepherd's bag and in the pouch which he had and his sling was in his hand and he drew near to the Philistine. Verse 45. Then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword and a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day I will give your carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and to the wild beast of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Amen. 
We began our journey on this seven-sermon series summarizing the life of David in 1 Samuel 16, part one, with the title, The Selection of King David, with a sub-idea, He Sees the Best in You. The second week, which was last week, part two, we talked about the psalmist David uh, with a sub-idea, Your Gift Will Make Room for You. And as we continue to summarize the life of David and to look at how he deals with his progression in life and and towards kingship, we see David here in this text after he's been serving Saul for a period of time as the psalmist of Saul to play for Saul whenever the distressing spirits would come upon him. He periodically would go back home to his father's house. And while he was there, he would return to doing the very same servanthood that he had when he was there before. And that was seeing after the sheep. And on this particular occasion, his father has now sent him with some food for his brothers and for the captains of the armies of Israel to encourage them as they're in battle array against the Philistine army. And on this occasion, as David goes, he's about to run head on into a giant and he's going to have to fight a giant Goliath in his life. I want to speak to you this morning, part three of this seven sermon series, summarizing the life of David from the subject matter, the slingshot of David with a sub idea of slaying giant enemies. Many of you this morning can perhaps testify that you realize and have come to an understanding in your life that there are some giants in your life that have terrorized you. There are some things that you are fearful of. There are some places that you are fearful of. There are some people that you're fearful of. There are some circumstances that causes fear to come in your life and they have become like overarching giants in your life whom because you have continued to surrender to them, you have given them the authority in your life and you have spent your life serving these giants. In this particular text, there is a challenge to the nation of Israel by this giant Goliath. He says to them, I'm going to give y'all a challenge. Uh, Why do you guys even bother coming out to fight against me? I am the champion of the Philistines. And aren't you guys the army of Israel? You're Saul's servants. Why don't you just send a man out to fight with me? I'm putting a challenge on the table. Why don't you send out your best man? And here's the choice you have. If I kill him, then you all are going going to have to serve the Philistines for the rest of your lives. But watch this. But if he kills me, then we will, the Philistines will serve the nation of Israel. We'll submit ourselves to be servants of Israel. And I want to encourage you this morning. I want you to hear me this morning to understand that when you have surrendered your life over to the giants in your life and the giants are reigning in your life, you have chosen to serve your giants. In other words, those fears in your life that keep you captive, that have paralyzed you, that have caused you to be stagnated and stagnant and and not allow you to step forward in the authority of the God who saved you, who redeemed you, who washed you, who changed you, who's called you, who's equipped you, but yet fear has you paralyzed. You're paralyzed in position and you can't do what God has ordained for you to do. You've surrendered your life to be a servant of your fear. 
We, we've got all kinds of fear. We're afraid to speak in public. We're afraid to stand up in front of people. We're afraid to stand up for ourselves. We're afraid of confrontation. We're afraid to teach a class. We're afraid to take a class. We're afraid to sing in a choir. We're afraid to do anything. We're afraid and, and the fear has paralyzed you and it has you in position where you cannot be used by God. But I stopped by to let you know that we can kill some giants today. Amen. I hope that you learn today that you have a slingshot like David had that will help you to kill your giant enemies. After describing here in the text how awesome this giant was, it speaks of his width and his breadth and how he's about nine feet, nine inches tall. And, and he has a javelin. He has a spear. He, he has an armor bearer. He's got a shield. He's got on a coat of mail and he's got on all of that. He's, he's this warrior, this giant. He's, he's such an awesome feat and all they can see is how big he is, not how vulnerable he is. And for some of us, that's what our problem is. We can only see how big the giant is and not how vulnerable the giant is. But David, in our text, as we look here at David's life, we will begin to see that David, as he goes forward to slay this giant in his life, David approaches the situation, first of all, with curiosity. Uh, If you look there with me in verse number 22, after all this is laid out, David is going to approach this thing. He's got a slingshot and feels like, you know, I'm going to kill this giant with my slingshot. He's ready. He's armed up. He's equipped. He's going to look at things and, and watch this. Look, verse 22, it says, as David got to the, the camp, he brings the cheese and the dried fruits and things for his brothers and for the captains of the armies. And when David gets there, he hears that the army is all arrayed in battle array. In other words, they're in position, but nothing's happened. Now watch this. Now what's been going on for the last 40 days is that this Philistine has been walking out front and, and he's been taunting the army of Israel and he's been talking trash. I mean, he's been talking about their mama and, and talking, and this is my version, he's been talking about their daddy and, and he's been calling them a bunch of wimps and, and he's been all up and just, you know, sticking a finger at them and saying, when y'all gonna come down and send a man to fight with me? And they've kind of crouched back because all they can see is how big he is and for 40 days he's been walking back and forth talking a whole bunch of noise, talking a bunch of trash, boosting up himself and talking him down for 40 straight days. And they've been paralyzed with fear for 40 days. How long you been paralyzed? For 40 days, they haven't done a thing. And then David shows up to deliver some food to his uh, brothers and to the captains of the army. And David hears all this trash talking. And he hears uh, this Goliath talking about not only the nation of Israel, but talking about their God. David hears this thing and he said, wait a minute, let me go down and see what's happening. They've been in battle for 40 days and ain't nobody got hurt yet. Well, they're, they're standing in battle array. And so what David, what happens to David, we first see the curiosity of David as David goes. His curiosity causes him to go to the front line. It says there in verse number 22. So David left the supplies in the hands of the supply keeper and he ran to the army and, and came and he greeted his brothers. What I like about this is that David ran to the front line. You know, a lot of times when we hear about giants and we deal with giants in our lives, instead of us running to the front line where the battle is going to take place, we run from the front line. We trying to get away from from the thing. I no, oh no, I'm not teaching. No, I'm not going to do that. Oh no, I'm running. And we're running trying to get away from this. But watch this. The curiosity of David caused him to run to the front line. 
I want to get out. He, he's running to where the battle is, where, where, the, where, the, where the confrontation is. You know, some folk don't want no confrontation. They, you know, they just hide from confrontation. That just ain't my thing. You know, they, but David runs to the front. He, he's, he's going to face the thing head on. And while David is there in the front, verse 23 says, Then as he talked with them, there was a, a champion, this Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, coming down from the armies according to the Philistines. And he spoke um, the same words. He's still talking trash. He's, he's still calling them out. He's still threatening them. He's still telling them, you know, if y'all kill me, I will serve you. If, if, if I kill y'all, y'all gonna have to serve me. And, and what's wrong with y'all? Why y'all haven't sent nobody out? What, what, you, 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 you this and you that and you whatever. He's talking a whole bunch of noise. And, and David hears all this going on. And David is curious. He says, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Because as he hears all this, the text verse 24 says, now all the men of Israel, uh, when they saw the man, they fled from him and were dreadfully afraid. The, every, all the soldiers, these are the people that are supposed to be fighting. They're afraid, dreadfully afraid. And, and David is curious as to what's going on. What is it that has caused the, 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 the army of the living God to be afraid? And so David's curious, and, 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 and as they start running, and they're, they're afraid, and then uh, David becomes a little bit more curious. And so David wants to know, okay, what is the benefit of standing up to this giant? Watch this. So, so David heard them. Verse number 23. So David heard the words of the Philistine. And, and all the men are, are running and they're afraid and they fled and they're dreadfully afraid. So uh, the men of Israel said, have you seen this man who has come up? You know, that's part of the problem with a lot of our fear. Our fear comes from what we see and not what we know. Amen. You need to know that God is on your side. It doesn't matter what you see. I know that what you see, the obstacle in front of you may seem large. It may seem giant. It may seem unaccomplishable. Uh, it may seem un insurmountable. But guess what? The God that you serve is able to accomplish it through you. But, but you got to stop worrying about what you see because we as Christians, my Bible says, we walk by faith and not by sight. The problem here in the text is they're walking by sight and they see this giant. And as they see this giant, giant they, they've got trouble and they start fleeing and they and they say have you seen this man who has come up surely he has come up to defy Israel and it shall be that the man who kills him uh, the king has said he's going to enrich him with great riches David wants to know I'm, I'm curious what what is the benefit of standing up to my giant what is the benefit if I kill that 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 uncircumcised Philistine what is the benefit of me standing up to this giant and so they tell him what well, David, the king has said, whoever stands up to this giant, um, the king is going to give him riches. The king will give his daughter and the king, here's the big one. And if you don't want the riches and you don't want his daughter is tax exemption for your whole family. Some of y'all need to start getting curious. <laughs> I mean, you might not want the king's daughter. You might take the riches and the tax exemption. How about that? What's the benefit of me standing up to the giants in my life? If I, if I continue to cower, if I keep running, my life will just keep being what it is. But what, what's the benefit if I stand up to the giant in my life? If I stand up to the fear in my life, somebody ought to get curious enough to wonder, what could God do with my life if I stood up to the giant? How could things be different if I stopped running? If I stopped hiding from the thing, the giants in my life? 
David was curious and he gets uh, that um, selection, that, that information from them. And verse number 26 says, um, then David spoke to the men in, that stood by him saying, what shall be done for the man who kills the Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Who is this dude? I'm curious to know, first of all, he's curious to know what's the benefit of standing up to the giant, but then he wants to know what's the benefit, watch this, of removing the reproach, the shame that has come upon the nation of Israel by letting this uncircumcised Philistine stand up and talk noise about our God. How dare him talk about our God? Tell me, what is the benefit if I can take him out? Some of us need to be asking and getting curious. What is the benefit of me standing up to my giant? If I can kill this giant in my life that's keeping me from being all that God has called me to be and God all that God has ordained me to be and to be the royal priesthood that I'm supposed to be. If I can stand up to my giant and, and, and stand up to that giant and kill that giant, I, I really want to know what is the benefit if I can remove the reproach because the fact that I am a child of the living God, he died on the cross for me. He shed his blood for me. He washed me and made me clean. He lived me up out of a horrible pit he's given his very spirit to dwell inside of me I've got the fullness of the Godhead bodily dwelling in me and if I've got all that in me what is the benefit if I stand up to this uncircumcised devil this uncircumcised demon if I stand up to this fear in my life and remove the shame that's on my life because I am shaming the God who saved me when I stand up and say I'm afraid even though he is dwelling in me how can you be afraid afraid of these little teeny tiny things in your life when you've got the God who created everything dwelling on the inside of you. Some of us ought to be curious about removing the shame because it's a shame that some of us are afraid of some of the things that we're afraid of. It's shameful. And David wants to know what is the benefit of removing the shame? If I can remove the shame, if I can kill, if I can kill this, this uncircumcised Philistine, what is the benefit? And, and his, his curiosity moves him. But watch this. David is curious because he has a slingshot. There's a level of curiosity that, 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 that drives David because of his slingshot. But after we see the curiosity of David, we are then going to see the courage of David. Follow with me with, with me along in this passage because David wants to know what's, what we're going to do. This dude is this uncircumcised. The issue of him being uncircumcised is that all those of Israel were circumcised. That was to remove the reproach. That was to remove the indication of removing the reproach. And, and, and it was an indication that they were holy and set apart unto God. And this, this giant, he is not holy. He's not set apart unto God. In other words, this giant that's standing in your life is not something God put there. It's not something that God is is using to keep you from doing something. It's, it's uncircumcised. It's not a holy thing that's keeping you from doing what the fear. Y'all see what I'm saying? Y'all hear? Uh, it's something that you've let come into your life that has no power, but you've empowered it and it has power over you. And here you are serving it and, and humbling yourself to it and being its slave. And it's keeping you from the authoritative position that God has ordained you to be in. And, and, and curiosity moves David to courage. Watch this because David is now becoming courageous in verse number 28. Uh, it says that, um, 
uh, David, as he began to ask these questions of the men and, 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 and they begin to give him the answer and they let him know what's going to happen. And, and, and the, the people answer verse 27 in the same manner saying that it shall, this is what's going to be done to the man that kills uh, David. I need you to understand something. When you begin to get courage, watch this. When you begin to get courage to face your giant, get ready for the haters. Okay. Stay here. Stay here with me. When, when you get ready, when you, when you muster up enough strength, when the Holy Spirit raises you up enough to, to face your giant, get ready, get ready, get ready ready to face the haters because the haters are going to come. The naysayers are going to come. They're going to come and do just like David's oldest brother does here in the text. Look there, verse number 28. Eliab, his oldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men and Eliab's anger was aroused. He's mad because David is willing and ready to stand up to the giant. Now watch this. Eliab's been there for 40 days listening to this um, trash-talking Philistine for 40 days and he hasn't done nothing. But now here come little brother. Uh, He's now coming and he's inquiring what's going to happen. He's got some curiosity going on. What, 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 what will happen if I kill the giant? And, and his anger is aroused and then listen to him. He spoke and he says uh, 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 against David and, and he said, why did you come down here? And with whom, listen to him, have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? Few sheep. Now, what, what is, this is, this is what you can expect. You can expect folk to come and to discredit what you do and to push you down further when you get ready to face your giant. He, his, his brother says to him, um, David, what, what are you doing here? Why are you here? I, I know what you're up to. And he, he goes on, he says, I know your pride and your insolence of heart for you have come down here to see the battle. And, and, he, and, he, and he pushes him, he pushes him, and, and I can just hear folk pushing you when you get ready to stand up and say, you know what, I'm going to stand up to this thing that has kept me in bondage all these years. And I can hear folk saying to you, what, what are you doing? You know you can't sing. You joining the what? You going to do what? No, you know that ain't you. I, I hear the haters. I'm just trying to help you to know that when you get ready to stand up to the giant, the haters are going to come. Here's the interesting thing. This is his brother, his oldest brother, who wasn't anointed. Come on now. Okay, stay with me. Remember when Samuel came to anoint the one that God would choose and Samuel thought it was Eliab and Samuel said, surely this is the one who the Lord's anointing is before. And God said, that's not the one. This is the one now. So that's his oldest brother and he's hating on his younger brother because he's, he's the one that's not anointed. He's the one that hasn't been to the king's palace. He's the one that hasn't walked with God. He's the one that God did not choose. And, and here he is talking about what you doing here. Listen to me, when you begin to stand up to some of your, the giants in your life, there's some folk that haven't stood up to theirs that's going to discredit you. And he says, you better go back home with your little few sheep. You didn't have much to do anyway, you insignificant nobody. And that's the way they keep you. That's the way the giants and the haters will keep you into bondage. But watch this. David's not only going to get hate from his brother, he's going to get hate from the king. Because when David says, man, I'm ready, I'm going to do this thing. Look at verse number 31. The words that David spoke when they were heard, they came to Saul. And then Saul says to him, verse number three, you are not able to go against the Philistine. You can't do it. You're too young. He listened to him. He says, you're, you're just a youth. 
verse 33, he says, for you are a youth and, and he is a man of war from his youth. You can't do it. That's what the haters are going to tell you. You can't do it. Ain't no way you can do that. You can't stand up to him. You can't stand up to her. You can't stand in front of people and talk. You can't sing in the choir. You can't preach in the pulpit. You can't do it. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't. And what you need to do is muster up enough Holy Ghost to say, I don't serve a God who is who operates in the can. I serve a can-do God. I serve a God who is able to do anything but fail. And in fact, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You need to talk to the haters and let the haters step off. Oh yeah, I can stand up to this giant. I can slay this giant because I got a slingshot with me. To continue our journey, tune in next week for the second half of today's message. Praise the Lord. You've been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions in support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together and we invite you to join us for one of our spirit-filled worship services Sundays at 8 a.m. or 11 a.m. at our new edifice called the Legacy Center located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-574-3515. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence.